on some other shit. Caprende. Yeah. What up, what up, what up? It's on some other shit. It's your boy Joe Prophet. Me with the lovely Monet Banks. We're giving you opinions back with facts. Straight like that. You let's get to it. And let's motherfucker. Hey. Let's go. Somebody come look at this. God damn it. Somebody come look at this, y'all. This is episode 46. We are getting ready to talk about all of the foolery that has been of 2022 as of late. This has really, I, I mean, things have just can't keep getting possibly better. There has been a photo that has been released of Jerry Jones. Back in the day, um, he was outside of the scene at his high school back in Little Rock, Arkansas. There was some black students that were trying to integrate into the high school and he was out there looking, you know, kind of aggressive. There has also been another story, really the biggest heist of 2022. Brett Favre managed to pull it off. Um, You know, we're going to be talking about that as well. And it's just really... I just can't really just get into or understand the logic behind some of this. But, you know, Jerry Jones has really been showing his true colors and some things have been coming out about him. But, you know, people have been rushing to his aid, such as Stephen A. Smith, you know, Stephen Coon Smith or whatever you want to call it. You know, it only takes one ounce of what? what, what, What's our quote? (laughs) It only takes a little bit of white brainwash to activate the cool chip in the average Negro. <laughs> I wow. couldn't have said it better myself. Wow. I'm talking about <laughs> Like, seriously, so Stephen A. Smith, hey, man, listen, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. You know, you know what I'm saying? We got a long way to go, but let's go ahead and get to it. If you ready, <laughs> sir, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. I'm, my thing is just, you know, you know, I was watching Stephen A's, uh, I guess, soliloquy on Jerry Jones, you know, a couple of days ago that he did. <laughs> And it kind of disappointed me, man, because Stephen A is a guy that has a lot of energy. He has a lot of words. He has a lot of, yeah, no. So for, 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 let's for people, talk about for, for foolishness. For what nonsense. what is what is what was he even talking about? Right. So he was talking about the photo. He talked about the photo. So this then, is then, then he goes on the whole soliloquy. If you want to get on Jerry Jones for never hiring an African American coach, for never hiring an African American executive. For bringing in um, Green, calling him over the phone instead of actually bringing him in for an interview, knowing what the Rooney rule is, despite that you wanted, you know, the coach that you picked, despite that, you know, never, ever, only having black people literally working under you, never beside you, never in partnership, you ain't looking for it. You know what I mean? Right. And, and, uh, so, Stephen, so, Stephen A was basically came to his aid because of the photo that um, has just resurfaced. So Jerry Jones is 79 years old. He was 14 years old at the time of this, the desegregation that was happening in Little Rock at his high school. So he's a kid, right? Everybody's saying he's a kid. Oh my God, he was a kid. What are we saying? The part that upsets me most is whenever they reference he was a kid, they don't talk about, you know, Tamir Rice was just a kid. Um, uh, Trayvon Martin, they were kids. You know what I'm saying? Those are kids. Jerry Jones was actively out there knowing what he was doing. So why does he get a pass? No, it's so sick. 
He said that he was it, out there because he was curious. That was a quote for him, too, that he was curious. He, let's, he let's was go, let's, go, let's go to that quote. They're out of curiosity. <clears throat> he said, I don't know. This is a quote from Jerry Jones, ladies and gentlemen. All right. I don't know that I or anybody anticipated or had a background of knowing what was involved. Okay. And then he goes on to say, it was more a curious thing. These are quotes from Jerry Jones. So it's a school of white people. Six black people are trying to enroll in the school, and you don't know what's going on. <laughs> you don't know what's going on. Y'all look, it's more of a curious thing, right? Or what? Y'all trying to figure out how y'all finna hang these niggas or what? Like, I'm really, I'm, 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 I'm serious though. I mean, I said that jokingly, but I'm, I'm dead serious. Like, yeah. how does, how it's was, a reality. how did, how, how did he not know what was going on? I'm so confused about. It. He knew exactly what was going on. And yeah, it was a curious thing. You were you were definitely curious about what y'all were gonna do to them. Yeah. That's just facts. Yeah. Six black kids trying to roll in high school. I guarantee you, if 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 somebody would have threw a bottle or if somebody would have initiated or ignited a ruckus, like I guarantee you, Jerry Jones would have been out there throwing bowls and bottles. Like let's like right. let's keep it a, a buck, shout please. Out, shout out to the Washington Post. So <laughs> fitting that it's they're in that division. <laughs> and they are the ones that dropped this. It came from the Washington Post. It's amazing, you know what I mean? Well, <clears throat> don't know how you got the information, but I'm so glad that you shared it because this is something that they definitely was trying to sweep under the rug. And how the fuck did y'all even know that was Jerry Jones circling his little fourteen year old face? <laughs> Come on, man, that was crazy. No, all right. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Are you ready for this? All right. So, Jerry Jones was actually recently sued. By his alleged daughter who lives in Washington, D.C. So, yeah, Jerry Jones, he apparently the daughter is suing him because he forced his mother to basically sign a confidentiality agreement to uh, withhold his paternity or um, withhold the paternity from his daughter. So she was like, hold up. He gave her $375,000. Way to, back then? Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah, been having that money. <laughs> I know. Way back then. What? For her to keep it on the hush. Wow. Yeah, so the girl is like, hold up. Now, you needs to come up off this money. So she was like, I lived my whole life fatherless and in secret and in fear that if she told anyone who the father was, you know, her mother would lose all her financial support and Damn. we would um, you know, we would just be out. Oh, on uh, top of the three seventy five he was taking care of shit from down the line, stuff like that. No, I don't know. I think this financial support was that. But oh, he set up a trust. He set oh, up okay. a trust. He set okay. up two separate trusts for okay. her and the mother right. or something like that. So yeah, he you know, he made sure that they was good, but ultimately she was preventing like she was blocked from saying that Jerry Jones is your dad. Right. You know. Non disclosure. Yeah. Right. But it just so happens that she lives in Washington, so I wonder did that have something to do with that? I mean <laughs> being You know, when that. you put it like that, it kinda adds up. Right. It kinda adds up. But Jerry, I mean, you know, what's done in the dark? Will be brought to light, you know. Yes, what I'm and Cynthia now, who was now a single mother with a very mm. young child, you know, mm. a uncertain financial future, blah blah blah. So like, it's you know. Mm-hmm. But I ain't gonna lie. I, I, just imagine how many people in that photo Jerry Jones still fuck with. 
Now, you got to think about that because some of those dudes could be, you know, owners of different other teams. You know, they could be. Uh, I, you need to do an analysis yeah, of that you know, photo. Some background research, man, on, on people in there. I think they actually got some of the names in there. I don't know. I got to look, man. Yeah, but of course, about? the man's the man's face is right there on the photo, and Stephen A. Smith is like, "Well, guys, let's let's take a breath." You know, he was he was a kid. He was just out there because he was seeing what was going on. You know, he hires plenty of black people, but and yet you're so critical of Kyrie Irving and uh, Kwame Brown. And so many other hey, uh, Jameis Winston stealing crab legs, like lie to you. or people smoking weed. I am looking at this photo right now. <laughs> Is somebody you recognize? No, ain't nobody I recognize. I just I'm looking at this guy with this cigarette in his mouth. <laughs> He don't look like. First of all, it's is not he in high friendly. school? Exactly. Why is he in high school with a cigarette in his mouth at this thing? Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. Maybe back in the day it was all right for, for the kids to smoke cigarettes at school. But he don't look like he finna, like, say what's he up. He don't look like he to welcoming the, to the young in black the, guys. Yeah. The kids. He don't look like he finna show them around the campus or nothing like that. He I tell you that. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess Jerry Jones could get away with saying. He was out there for curiosity because yeah, his right. face does look curious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, buddy with the cigarette is probably Jerry, Jerry, best friend. His best partner, for sure. And he ready to set it out. I am guarantee you, if he, if old buddy would have flicked that cigarette or done anything, Jerry Jones would have been right, right, throwing man. them bowls too. That's a fucking fact. I, I I'm just what, so man. disturbed and disgusted by Stephen A. Smith. I just can't get how... And okay, all right. So even with this story, so ESPN in general, I feel like it's some it's some some jankiness going on with them, like some hidden colors, like type of stories. You know what I'm saying in the background type of shit. Because y'all, seriously, one of the biggest stories that is not being talked about is the situation with Brett Favre. Brett Favre. He was initially he so he has stolen millions of dollars from the Mississippi Relief Fund um, and government dollars that was supposed to be going towards the city. uh, I mean, the state to rebuild. So he took that money for to use uh, because he wanted to build new facilities for his his daughter plays volleyball. So he wanted to he took that a million dollars to like build a new facility has been just taking money to, to use for whatever else. Mm-hmm. And, and then they were like, hold up. Like when, when the city really needed the money, whenever the city flooded out, when, you know, when, uh, when it was like a real situation with the infrastructure, they didn't have the money. And then they had, they went back to go see what happened. And then they, and they realized that Brett Favre had really stole all of this money. We're talking about the Brett Favre. I, I, I feel like people are not aware of this, but um, the Mississippi Department of Human Services, they initially dropped their $1 million suit against Brett Favre. They dropped the suit? Yeah. Mm. Only to go back and now demand a $5 million, $5 million uh, a, a suit against him. So they were like, hold up, no, no, no. It ain't no million dollars. It's $5 mm. million dollars that we're going to sue you for. So there have been text messages that Brett Favre sent to the former Mississippi governor, Bill Bryant to secure millions in funding. Right. So like you secured all this funding for a volleyball arena and these people really need this money for the city. Right. It's but well, well the governor money. was involved as well. Mm, so Bill Bennett. 
Yeah, Brian, Phil Brian, Phil Brian. I said, yeah. yes, this is extreme, extremely nasty work. Like, I'm just, just so, and you know, of course, Stephen A. has nothing to say about that. Like, we don't hear nobody saying nothing about this. It's crazy. Like, why is that? I have no idea. And why is this? Why is this lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> the one-time Super Bowl champion lawyer has declined all interviews relating to the subject, <laughs> claiming Favre. Quote, has done nothing wrong and never understood he was paid with money intended to help poor children. So you didn't know where that money was coming from? Yeah, right. Did you care? There's no. no way you didn't know you're talking to the governor. There's no way. And how it's are impossible. you getting, what is? what are they paying Brett Favre for? <sighs> That's what I, I, questions that need answers. Like, somebody come look at this, please. No, for real. Like, can we take a look at it? Listen, lead investigator. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what, what is going on, man? What it, is going on? It says that this lawsuit is nothing more than a baseless attempt to blame Brett Favre for its own failure to oversee welfare, welfare funds placed in its trust. Mm. What? Wow. Hey, Amen. Yeah. I don't know. ESPN, y'all need to get on this because when um my dude Udoko was cheating or doing whatever scandals, y'all had that blasted all over the place. Jameis Winston steals some crab legs or just some other minuscule miscellaneous bullshit happens with somebody that's black and y'all are all over it. And yet I don't hear nobody talking about this story. Like what is this, what is happening? But uh, you know, Brett Favre been sliding though, you know, even going back to when he, yeah, when he was sending that, uh, that reporter, inappropriate text messages <laughs> yeah and what like, inappropriate text yeah. messages oh girl what was her name uh what yeah yeah no it was a problem it was a problem let me go back and find this see yeah, jen jen sturger former sideline reporter also experienced similar behavior from the quarterback when she was finishing her career as a player when he was finishing his career as a player she received inappropriate text messages and voicemails from the NFL legend. <laughs> yeah. I wonder and how these voicemails are on YouTube. Never got suspended. That, that's a straight-up violation of the NFL policy. This dude received no punishment, no nothing. Wow. You know what I mean? Why they, Brett Favre is on the loose. Why they let hey, my guys just be look, out look, here and look, loose look. in these streets like hey, this? Man. Dudes have been suspended for way less. Look, <laughs> Calvin Ridley suspended for a whole fucking season for betting on the damn team. All right? <laughs> <laughs> on one game, he got suspended the whole season. Tennessee Titans wide receiver Josh Gordon suspended for violating the drug. I mean, this nigga can't stay off weed. I know. But still, down the weed. you know what I'm saying? Ezekiel Elliott suspended for domestic violence accusations that ended up being a false claim. Oh, my goodness. And they suspended him. Dating back 30 years, Super Bowl champion Dexter Manley was given a lifetime suspension from the NFL for an addiction to crack. <laughs> what the fuck? What? Hey, man. What? Wow. For an addiction to crack. Whoa. Colin Kaepernick lost his career from kneeling during the national anthem. Brett Favre has violated the NFL's policies many times, yet he comes to barely be penalized. If he were a person what of color. Do, what does Brett Favre have on y'all? Man. He must got some serious shit on the execs at uh, ESPN or somebody, or somebody. Yeah. Cause. Look at this. Back in 2011. Oh, the NFL, I mean. Christina Shavo and Shannon 
O'Toole, former massage therapist from the New York Jets, filed a lawsuit against Favre for inappropriate and unsolicited text messages. On multiple occasions, he messages various women in the Jets organization about meeting up and action for several sexual favors. See? Jesus Christ. Okay, so moving on to the massages and sexual favors, Deshaun Watson. Man. Deshaun Watson just came back this past Sunday because of a similar situation, right? Right. Right. But... Nothing happened to Brett Favre. Nothing happened to Brett Favre. Not even a game. Not even a game. The the accusations were proven to be false, and yet he still was suspended for half the season. Right. Oh, yeah. More than half shit. I mean, well, he yeah, missed the whole than season in another he, one. He missed, yeah. And a half of one. Yeah. You know, and, and, and Brett Favre is just, we could just do this and then just go talk to the governor and try to get five million shit. Fuck it. Like, loose. Wow. That's crazy. The the whole situation with wow. with Deshaun Watson, period. I mean, and then they're so it's so fake and and, and scripted because why did he have to come back whenever they the played Texans. the Texans? And then he looked like shit. I mean he looked yeah. like somebody ain't played in two years. So Which he is rightfully human. so. He's human. I'm not I'm not I'm not bashing his gameplay. Right, right. I'm just it, it, saying, wasn't, it wasn't very good, but yeah, uh, you know. Just the whole point of it happened when it did. His old team, yeah, it's like y'all just was so thirsty for that story. Yeah, that's probably why they suspended them like that, anyways. Right, weirdos. Um, I just you know. Uh, Mm. moving on. So, all right, now the biggest the the biggest story that has been circulating over the past few days has been your boy Deion Sanders. So Deion Sanders has decided to move on from Jackson State and he accepted a job at Colorado. Now everybody is up in arms because uh yeah, whenever Dion initially came onto the program, this was three years ago, he was selling the dream of, you know, God called me to do this, um, you know, and take HBCUs to the next level and and bring forth a new age of uh, visibility and all these other things, and then you chunk the deuce whenever they offered you a bigger paycheck. Now, my issue is I'm very conflicted because the whites do it all the time. Right. But what the what the whites don't do is come in and be very boastful and, you know, make a scene about it and say, you know. Uh, uh, Harbaugh, shit, he was kind of boastful, but I mean, I get you, man. He didn't say I'm taking predominantly white institutions to a new height and uh, it, this is like as critical as Dion was making it, like he was the savior of HBCUs. I don't think that that's, that's what Dion was lot, doing. He brought, he brought a lot over there. He brought a lot over there. No, I'm not savior. saying that's not what he, that's what he was saying. Yeah. That's what he was stating. It's a, it's his, a bit much. It's a bit much. His verbiage was that God sent him to <laughs> do this and that it was. God he, did. <laughs> and that, that, that's why he was there. So that's why I said I'm very conflicted because he now, for one, he was giving money. He was donating half of his salary to the university to for the facilities. So he was giving back to he was giving back and he was being the he was being very helpful as far as donating your um, donating your money. It's like I don't you don't have to do that. You don't have yeah. to be the one to 
he didn't have to give his money, but at the same time, it's like, Dion, why couldn't you, why did you have to do all of that if you knew you weren't going to stay? 300, 5 million well, to 300,000 is a big It might not have been he knew that he wasn't going to stay because, see, the thing about them offers, they come once the success comes. So he didn't, maybe he did plan on staying. You know, maybe you he really. You telling me that Dion didn't plan on being successful? No, no, no. I'm not saying nothing. Look, I'm so not saying. You know, but maybe what, he so didn't think the success said, was going to come as quick because it came pretty damn fast. Usually it doesn't, when a coach comes in and they're rebuilding a program like that, it takes a couple of years. He's been there for three. You know, it was, it was it, I mean, they had two successful seasons. Like they, didn't win, they didn't lose a game this year, but they lost two games last year. So the success came fairly quickly. So what I'm saying is, you know, maybe he expected it to be a, a you know, actual prog- a, a, a building process and go phase by phase, you know, from the structure all the way to the roof. But they got to the roof pretty quick. Like, they they was like, they moving like Mexicans. They had they had everything going on, you know what I mean? So it was crazy. But I, 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 I don't I, – I, that doesn't make sense. Why? I, he knows – you know that you're going to be successful. He, I mean, you're saying no, you he believe, didn't know you, as quickly. You, know, you, you believe you're going to be successful, but yeah, you don't. You know what I mean? Usually, when a coach comes in, it doesn't happen that fast. The so you know does not that come people that are going to come looking for you. Period. So it doesn't matter how how quickly or if it was five, uh, you know, two or three years from now. Mm. I, I think that there was an article that I was reading when it was talking about the miseducation of the Negro. And basically saying that we are giving away, we are giving away our juice, basically. Right. And that we well, need they to. stealing it. Yeah, but we're giving it away. Because if we can bring in our resources, we can, we'll be able to monetize it more. We're talking about the difference in the, in the, the the finances between PWIs and HBCUs. If you're bringing in all of this top talent to historically black universities, that's all of those kids are the ones that are going to these PWIs. If Deshaun Watson would have um, gone to Alcorn state or um, Lamar Jackson would have gone to TSU or, you know, if, if we look at it from that perspective, we are the market. We are the demand. So if we can bring them in, we'll, that will but, bring but the money. Most of this, we have so many NFL Hall of Famers that came from HBCUs. Dion wasn't the savior. He brought a lot of attention to Jackson State. But if you look at it, Mississippi Valley State got Jerry Rice. You know what I'm saying? Alcorn State got Aaron McNair. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, what's my guy's name uh, from the from the uh, from the uh, from the from the Giants from TSU Michael Strahan? You know what I'm saying? So these dudes, it's it's been legendary dudes coming out of McNair. HBCU. You said McNair. Yeah, Aaron McNair, Alcorn State. Do do people know that he went to Alcorn State? Oh yeah, hell yeah. His jersey was like one when they, you know, back in like 06, 05 when they had them throwbacks like Steve McNair's. Throwback, that Alcorn State throwback. I was mean, a, I feel like it's. I'm, I'm asking, is he? I don't feel like he's very. They're very vocal. No, I but guess. he passed away though. Um, not saying him specifically, but no. I'm talking about like just some of the other. Michael Strahan. I mean, people. he's on national TV, ain't he? Well, uh, with that, with the, uh, with the white girl. Now it's him and the white girl on. Uh, he took Regis, Regis and Kelly. Michael mm-hmm. Strahan took his spot. Regis. 
Okay. What? Are you just saying that he's on TV and that is an automatic? What What are you saying about him being on TV? No, you said you said he's not vocal. Didn't you say you was talking about people being vocal? Talking about HBCUs? He definitely talks about TSU. Michael Michael Strahan talks about TSU. Michael Strahan. Yeah, Michael Strahan. I mean, maybe I, I I don't know. Maybe he should be more of an advocate. I, maybe you could say, you know, but. He don't. He don't shy I, I, away from that. He when wants they to talk, when we talk, I don't, they talk about black people talking about HBCUs, but they don't support them. What does that mean? Uh, when we're talking, that's a different story. I don't know if he come, alum, actually comes back. Come, come back, yeah, alumni, alumni dollars. You know, putting that, putting that back into it. You yeah. know. All, for all of the famous people who've gone, for the the academics, the athletes, are they putting that money back into the universities for them to grow and flourish? Yeah. Why is the money so lacking in the resources? Why are these predominantly white schools so much more appealing? Why, you know, why are, how do you change that perception? And I think that's what Dion was trying to do, but I think that he bailed on the dream. See, I mean, the thing I think the big universities do that maybe HBCUs don't, and I'm not sure, I, I'm this is just just talking outside looking at because I'm not 100% sure. But the D1 universities, they're real big on getting, like, local businesses and local corporations, like, around the university involved with the university. Like, those those people, those donors, those donors, not most of them necessarily went to the school. They just got businesses in the area where the school is. And so they they invest their dollars in the university and in the program. Unless, you know, that's what the athletic director, he does. He gets those guys to donate money to the school to keep the, you know, keep it flowing, keep it going. Now, I don't know if the HBCUs do this. You know, I don't know what kind of small businesses or corporate corporations that are in Jackson, Mississippi. But Dion did, I mean, he from what I was saying, he raised some money. He raised some money for the, he brought some money into their school. He brought a lot of money over there. Get the uh, figures. I'll figure it out. You know what I'm yeah, but I'm. I, there has there has to be a way to duplicate that across the board, yeah. to to replicate it. I mean, what? It, it, I'm saying I don't. It's very heavily lopsided, and I'm asking why. If we have all, if there, if the concentration was more for these athletes or high profile people to be a part of the universities, then that will make a difference. I mean, yeah. I mean, um, when we talk about everybody on the sideline, um, Odell Beckham and all of them going back to LSU, um, uh, what's his face for Kansas City? He always going back to Lubbock. Oh, Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. You know, like they Mm -hmm. are going back to their schools. Right. I I don't really be seeing none of these – NFL people like that on the sidelines. Like going back to North Texas, shout out to UNT, man. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I don't see that. I don't really see that. You're talking about these athletes that went to these schools. I don't be seeing them going back. Sometimes it's the experience that you had at the university as well. You know what I mean? Some people might not have had a good experience at the school. They they did their thing. They got what they got at the university. Yeah, I really had no. Uh, Are we saying that for all of the athletes? No, no, no. I'm saying some of them. Some of them. I said some of them. Some of them have their relationship. Had a had a bad relationship with the university, and they just don't feel like going back, or they're not interested. You know, what I mean, they didn't have that experience that allowed them to want to keep coming back. So, you know, 
Yeah, it'd it be like that sometimes, you know what I mean? But I, I understand it, you know what I mean? Just, you you just, should go back to your school support. as an alum. Yeah, you should you should go back and support where you came from because at the end of the day, it provided a platform to you for you to be wherever you ascended to from that place. Be- because to me, I'm like, if you're, if you're good, you're going to be good where you are. Right, right. Yeah, that's facts. And so... That's facts. Whenever these kids are thinking about going to these schools, it's like, what is the reason? Okay, maybe now it's the paychecks, right? They're oh, getting, yeah, paid, getting paid. Now. So I can go get a, a $600 a week check over here versus 200 over here. Yeah. Then I can see those differences. But the disparity between the two is 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 so drastic. And I really just want to know why if we have... If we have, if we uphold, you know, what, what we really have, which is the upper hand in certain situations to be able to cultivate um, our own spaces, I think we need to take more advantage of that. Um, you know. So. We should, man. Moving on. Moving on. We should. Man. Yeah. We yeah. Should. Um, okay. So recently there has been a development in the story with Takeoff. Um, may yeah. he rest. They have yeah. captured, um, apparently they have captured his killer. I'm really kind of confused because every week they keep saying that somebody, somebody has yeah. been arrested for the murder of Takeoff. Right. So what's happening now is that this DJ. Um, right, DJ this, Patrick Carr. Yes. He has come out recently as the person who have they have recently arrested. Um, and that, you know, I'm just like, when are they really going to solve this murder? You yeah, know, this, it's the, the whole the whole situation this dude has been asked crazy. The judge to hire a private investigator, like he's being set up or something. I don't know, man. Shit is the shit is wild. So they just trying to put it on. They just trying to put it on random people. Like who oh, is the man. who is really, you it's, know? I, I it's a, it's, a, it's a it's a very sticky situation. No. We all speculating because nobody was there. We, you know, but we see what we see on the tape, and then we kind of draw our own conclusions. You know, you know, it happened right here in Houston, Texas. A very unfortunate situation. The takeoff of Quavo, uh, Shakur Stevenson, who else? Uh, who was also involved? Not involved, but actually there. Uh, I mean, it was uh, very unfortunate. You know what I mean? You especially at a private event where it's supposed to be family oriented, family only. I mean, I got a couple of questions. Oh, it's see. Like, you know, yeah, okay. if it, this is a private event. This is invite only. Everybody we know up in here is supposed to be fam. I don't understand why we got straps up in here yeah. or why we ain't leaving the straps at the door with somebody collecting them all or, you know, whatever would have you. Because they, they ain't finna get used, so it don't matter. You know what I mean? You, you ain't tripping on having it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. So what they're saying is, all right, so it was two people. It, it is two people who were arrested. So Cam Joshua, he's mm-hmm. the young, really young kid. Mm-hmm. He is facing a weapons charge. Mm-hmm. And so Clark is, Clark was seen on video pulling out a gun. He fired multiple rounds while he was holding a bottle. Um, and then after the shooting, he was seen fleeing to the House of Blues where he left that bottle. Mm. And fingerprints match Clark when HPD later tested it. Wow. So he was seen in the video with the gun shooting, and then he left that bottle. And then I seen something about um, he was trying to get an expedited passport to go to Mexico. (laughs) Yeah. 
like, yeah. Yeah. So his bond has been set for two million. Right. And he has a court date coming up um, on December 14th, right before the holidays, man. He got, when they seized his truck, they seized it with two guns, a pistol and a rifle. And when, then they, he, when, they, when they arrested him? Yeah. And then they also took his MacBook and then he had a, pa- he had a passport. He had that, a passport photo. So I don't know if it's really him. It might be. They have a lot of evidence pointing towards this guy. Clearly, he was in a, a panic or frantic because... He's trying to get the expedited passport. He's trying to get the expedited passport. But why would why you leave I'm... all that evidence if yeah, you were if yeah. you were out there shooting yeah. a gun? Yeah. Damn fool. Why? I, well, I hope they get whoever it was because takeoff, yeah, that one really hurt so, me. You know, he wasn't even it, it really tripping is on what that was deep. going on, really like involved with what was going on. He just chilling. You know, that's my Gemini brother. So, you know, I, I already know. He just out the way, just chilling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just on the scene. Yeah, you know, you can say what you want to say. He could have stayed at the crib, did whatever, whatever. But, you know, he, he with Quavo. They out of town. You know what I mean? They kicking it. Yeah. They, they, they would quote, unquote, Family, you know what I'm saying? Niggas, they highly trusted. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like I said, it was an un- unfortunate situation. You know, prayers up to take off Quavo. You know, they whole, uh, whole QC family, man. You know, it's uh, it's very sad. Yeah. R.I.P. Take, man. Yeah. And Shakur Stevenson yeah. was right there in the line of fire. Yeah. yeah. He needs that could have been very unfortunate, man. Yeah, he's affiliated with... The Prince family. He he right. works out at the at the J Prince gym, or he was working right. out at the J Prince gym. But I just yeah, like stop the violence, y'all. Let's go into a new year, just just not on that. Like, come on, right. man, for real. Um, yeah. What you know? And I just want to say this real quick about Brittany Griner. Um, she still is not home. Guys, yeah, I just saw some breaking news on Brittany. It says Brittany Griner has been released by Russia from a penal colony in a negotiated in a negotiated prisoner release deal. A U.S. official said she is in the U.S. custody. Mm. Ah, yes! Mm. Literally, just now. Literally, that came in uh, fifty minutes ago. O M G. U.S. Brit- oh, US basketball so star Brittany Griner has been the merchant of death, the guy they that Victor bought. The did oh, it. they did it. Okay, did so it. yes, I see it. They I'm looking it. at it now. Lo- local news. So according to the White House, Griner was exchanged for Russian arms dealer Victor Bout, which is the merchant of death. Um, Russia freed Houston native and WNBA star. On uh, this morning, in a dramatic high-level prisoner exchange. So, OMG, this is amazing. I'm so glad that they have freed her because I was literally about to say, "Hey, y'all, like, let's keep pushing and get Britney home." Like, wow, I'm so excited. That's awesome. Even though it wasn't in a prisoner exchange, and that was the only way y'all could get her home. Be, be like that. But thankful. We thankful. Be like that. You wow. Know. Shout out to BG. Well, that's, you know, you know ain't that, you know, look, look at that. Home for the holidays. Thank you, Lord. I know that's right. Well, we gonna, we definitely gonna ride out on a high note then. I'm, yeah. I'm happy about that. Yeah. 
you yeah, know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It is definitely something to be happy for, you know what I'm saying? They was trying to give them nine years for a damn gram. So, you know, uh, it's beautiful, man. You know what I mean? Shout out BG. You know what I'm saying? Welcome home. Give Let's a round of applause, it. man. Let's Give a round it. of applause. Let's get to it. Give her a round of applause, Mr. Prophet. You know what I'm saying? Lately, baby, I've been on some other shit. Other shit? This is that boy you need to be on the board. BG, welcome home, man. I'm going to give you another one for that one, BG. I'm going to give you it. Free from the Russian colony prison. You know what I'm saying? For a damn gram, you know. Because, I mean, all this shit wasn't even making sense, man. I mean, y'all y'all giving people that had way more green, way less time. Like, you know, we know uh, how Russia feels, you know, about uh, homosexuality and people, you know, it's really, living how they want to live. I you mean, yes, I'm that, happy that she's home, but it's really fucked up that she had to be exchanged for uh, the fucking merchant of death. Yeah. We're talking about some a serious criminal who has uh, been a public over overture drew uh, just a, rebu- a, br- a rebuke from the Russians, like who said that they prefer to solve such cases in private and carry the risk of weakening the U.S. government's negotiating hand. Like, uh, yeah, so y'all held, y'all put Brittany in a situation just so y'all could get what y'all wanted in the end, which is, it's just crazy. But yeah, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, man. It's beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Shout out, Brittany. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you know, we're going to end it on this, man. Hey, saw some other shit with your boy Joe Prophet. You know, we're here with the lovely Monet Banks. You know, we're giving you opinions back with facts. Straight like that. Another round of applause for motherfucking Brittany Grana. Hey, man, we got this motherfucker, man. Hey, look. Subscribe, share. Hit the link, hit the button, man. Y'all know what to do, man. See y'all next week.